Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. What's up, everybody? It's your coach. Welcome back to the Coach HP Show. If you haven't yet, please take the time, subscribe, get involved. Today's episode, like all episodes, are sponsored by positivity. No matter what you're going through in life, the two things you can control is effort and attitude. Please subscribe to the show. Subscribe to Positivity. It will change your life. In today's episode, I have a dude that literally stole the show at the Logan Paul Mayweather fight. He was the commentary, broadcaster, interviewer, media guy, whatever it is, he was there. He was at the center of everything, and he crushed it with positive energy, with original questions, honest feedback. He did really well, so I really wanted to have this guy on the show and have him share his mindset, his story, and really try to encourage him to keep going. I see him with a great future. I want him to do more because I see so much talent in him. Super young. So in today's show, episode 98, we're getting there 200, episode 98 of the Coach HP Show, I got my man, Ryan Nelson. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, I see you. All right, we're in the mix. Dude. I how I do this is it's a regular conversation. You're a pro already. You don't need any help with this. So, what I saw first of all is you're a guy, if I'm not mistaken, from California, and you went to school here in Miami. Yeah, yeah, and and, I, and I'm here in uh, Broward now. How was it? What part of California? L.A. What part of L.A.? West Covina. Dude, I lived in Los Angeles for six years, bro. Really. I lived in a car for the first six months of it uh-huh. in, in the Hollywood Hills because I thought that's where the studios were. <laughs> right. How do you like Miami or the East Coast versus California? Uh, it's definitely, to me, it's, it's two different worlds. I, I, that's what I say to people. I think over there it's a lot more slower compared to here. Every, everybody's like on the go and stuff like that. <clears throat> I love the, the infusion of culture here. Not that there's none there, but like, man, the Caribbean culture is so unique and and so cool. Like, you got Puerto Ricans, Haitians, Dominicans, Trinidad Trinidadians. Not sure if I said it right. Um, Cubans. It's it's really cool to see that um, over here versus over there. Uh, but I mean, California is beautiful. Like, it's it's one of a kind. Ryan, you you went to UM. Yeah. Did you study communications or what did you study? Journalism. You studied journalism. So you knew you wanted to do something like this from from the beginning? Yeah. Uh at at the beginning I wasn't sure because um I entered college I think I forgot what my major was. I changed it like 3 times to be honest. Um I remember I tried being an accountant for a day and uh I'm terrible with numbers. So as soon as I got in the class and I just saw we're counting all day I was like this isn't for me. 
I thought because I love sports, I thought maybe I should try physical therapy. And then I quickly learned that in the classes for that, you have to really know the human body and blood types and bones. And okay, so I'm like, all right, so it's not as easy as just putting ice on people and helping the guys stretch. And then um, I did a lot of praying and I was like, all right, you know, God, what, what do you want me to do? So I heard him say journalism. And then as soon as I was like, all right, I'll, I'll give this a try. Like, you know, doors just kind of open for myself. And I've been at it since then. I love it, bro. Yeah. I saw you with a Dodger uniform. Yeah. You play baseball? I played one year of baseball. I, I've been I've been football my my uh, whole life, but I love the Dodgers and I love baseball. What position did you play in football? Football running back. Wow, so you got hit a lot, huh? Yeah, not, I'm not too big of a guy, but um, I, I enjoyed running back. It was fun. Who was your favorite running back growing up? Ronnie Brown from the from the Miami Dolphins, for sure. Dude, that guy, we, we didn't give him any love here in Miami, huh? I know. I mean, it, it's hard being in uh, Ricky Williams' shadow. So, I mean, he was a high draft pick. I, I remember being a fan of him like, wow, like he might be the next Ricky Williams or the next great Dolphin. But he, he didn't get the love he deserved. <laughs> it's the greatest you might know this better than me i uh, i've had dan marino on this show and okay i think the greatest is the greatest running back in the history of miami larry zonka is he is that okay. number one yeah yeah you can put larry up at number one yeah we haven't had good running backs right we haven't had a lot of good much in, in a lot of positions but hey we, we just got to stay loyal <laughs> bro your your faith, man. You don't see too many people enter the social media world uh-huh. and bring the faith with them for, for a, a couple of reasons, man. When did you start having that, that belief? Uh, I would say after I graduated high school, it was crazy because I was, you know, I was going to college. I came home uh, from college and, uh, you know, it was winter break, hanging out with my friends and I was driving home and there was a drunk driver on the wrong side of the street and he hit my car head on. And that was like the life changing moment that I had. I remember my dad asked me, he's like, you know, if, if you would have passed in this, because out of that, um, I, I tore my Achilles tendon. That means football was done at this point um, because I was trying to walk on, but I couldn't because of that. Um, I broke a bone in my face and it was just a real like reality check of who are you? And my dad, I remember him just saying, you know, what, what do you feel like as if you, you would have accomplished if you would have just lived 18 years on this earth? So I had a friend that was inviting me to like a, 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 a youth church, like a youth group type of thing. So it wasn't like your traditional Sunday service type of thing. It was a lot of other younger people my age, maybe a little younger, maybe a little older, that were all just trying to figure out who God was and who, who they were as individuals. And that was a, a really safe place for me to understand, like, OK, this is what this is who God is and this is how I can build my own personal relationship with them. And so, you know, it's a process. You don't just jump into faith and you're sanctified and talking different and looking different. It takes time. Like old habits had to die. Um, maybe some friendships that weren't beneficial to my faith. Um, I was just like, you know, let me, let me keep these at a distance. And um, that's how it started. And it's, and it's a process, you know, I'm not perfect. So I'm just trying my best to, to give glory to somebody and, and honor to somebody that's, that's given so much to me that I feel like I don't really deserve at times because, Hey, I'm not perfect. So that's, that's where it started. And that's where I'm at now. How old are you, bro? 29. Oh, your baby. You're so young. Are you, <laughs> uh, you a fan of TD Jakes? Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. TD Jakes. Cool. Cool guy. Huh? 
Yeah. Do you have a favorite uh what are they, ministers? Is that what they're ministers? Ministers, pastors. Uh my favorite probably right now would be Mike Todd. Um he's a pastor out of Tulsa, Oklahoma. I watch his sermons a lot. Um, I tie it to his church. I really do believe in what he's doing over there. He's got a really strong, young church, and his kind of like cool looking dude. Is that like a cool looking dude kind of thing? He has a little beard and stuff with the hair. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, he's. He, I like his messages because man, they 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 speak right to me. I feel like you know he he puts a lot of he makes sense of a lot of things that um that are that go that are going on in the world. He makes he makes it make sense to me. Let's talk about when you decided so sports is out of the question you get injured you come out of college degree in journalism yeah. what do you do then uh well that that was the toughest another tough reality check and a real faith check because um i remember in college one of my professors she worked at cnn and she was always real tough on us but she was honest she was like you know what no matter how good you are at interviewing people or writing or whatever it may be she said um the most important thing is knowing is is about who you know. It's your network, and I remember just being like, "Man, if I'm good at this, somebody's gonna pick me up." Thinking it's like sports, where it's like if you're a good player, you'll get drafted, versus the opposite of the world, where it's like it's about who you know. Because I'm sure there's people that are unqualified in in corporate positions that don't deserve it, but because they know somebody, they got the position. And that's not me being salty or anything. It was just like it was a reality check. So the first right. nine months outside of school after i i um graduated i did not have a job and it was so stressful like i was really just doubting like man why did i get this degree why is it like this why because i would be on my computer applying for for journalism jobs all day from like 9 a.m to to 5 p.m like i'm making that my full-time job because i'm looking for work um and i didn't network as much as i should have i had two or three internships that were very strong they they asked a question ryan Right yeah. when you say you didn't network, mm -hmm. you found yourself now you're like, bro, I got a real cool personality. You didn't use that enough, like to meet new people. Is that what you're saying? No, no, I, I just didn't, I just didn't try to meet new people. And also because every summer I had pretty much the same internships. It wasn't like I was going to different businesses and meeting new people. Got it. I was I with the it. same people, you know, over the past, you know, what, however long, four or five years. So. Um, I, I wish, you know, I, I would have utilized like the LinkedIn's Instagram, well, Instagram was around, but like it was around, but I, you know, utilizing it a little bit more and right. um, just, just getting out there to, to, to meet people, you know, stuff like that. And I, and I didn't do that. So I think that's what really hurt before I got my first opportunity. When did you come up with, okay, I'm going to be an interviewer. When did you think of that? Um, I thought about that during those nine months because I my first job was with CBS and they let me go out into the field once as a reporter. And it was because I knew one of the guys on the University of Miami football team. So they're like, hey, you go get the story. And after that, I was like, if I can relate it back to sports, like I'm on the bench. Like, I'm like, come on, give me a shot. Give me a shot. And, you know, we want you to keep writing. We want you to stay doing what you're doing. And then they were just very honest with me. They said, like, there's no room for growth here. So I'm like, okay, well, um, I guess like I have to create my own platform. I've seen people do it. So I just created it myself. And then um, I, I had another job where I worked with um, Superfest Miami and I worked uh, doing their social media on top of working those jobs. And then I remember meeting with a lot of people who were, who were really good at marketing and really good at branding. And then I just took what I learned there and I'm like, you know, how can I market 
myself? How can I brand myself? And at the time, like, I didn't even have a logo. I didn't have any of this. Like, I was just kind of just recklessly putting out interviews without any type of, you know, marketing towards like, okay, how, 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 how am I going to share this? How's it going to look? What is, what is my target audience? Things like that. So that, that's where that came from. Let me tell you what I like about you, bro. I like questions you ask uh-huh. are super, super. I was going to curse, but you don't look like a guy that cursed. I'm not going to curse. <laughs> no, be yourself. Be yourself. No, no, no. I, I don't want you to. Listen, I super freaking. Let's use the word freaking. Freaking uh-huh. cool, man. Because uh-huh. they come out very original. When did you start tapping into that, bro? When are you like, you know what? Everybody's asking these stupid questions. I'm going to come up with OG questions. Like, for example, when you told Jake, talk to me about the drip. Uh-huh. <laughs> talk to me about uh-huh. that mindset. Uh, it, it, was, it was because, you know, when you do a lot of uh, press junkets or press conferences or anything like that, you kind of see a lot of redundant questions. And especially me, like when I do my homework on somebody and I watch them interview with somebody, or watch like a few interviews, a lot of the, they get asked a lot of the same questions. So in my head, I'm like, you know, he's wearing a full Disney outfit on purpose. He probably wants to talk about it. So, and I asked it, of course, it, it, it made him light up and, and it gets those, those more interesting responses back because it, it, I understand like, you know, a lot of people, when I first started, they're like, you need to be like Bryant Gumble and, and be polished and stuff like that. But we have enough of those. Fuck um, that guy. I'll get into yeah. my language. Fuck that guy. Dude, it's it's where not only look and not only is it Disney, but it's Gucci Disney. Which yeah, is like yeah, who yeah. knew Gucci and Disney did anything anyway, you know? Right, right. It, it, exactly. So it's just like, you know what, why not ask? So that that's where that came from. Let me think of the questions that people aren't asking them that that aren't disrespectful because I'm not at a level where I can like Charlemagne, who's great at what he does, but he he can ask some wild questions and it'll still be calm. I don't want to burn any bridges being, you know, very young and new in this. My dude, my style is the same, man. I right. I don't go to any school or anything. I'm just All I right. just talk out of passion and and right. I I want everybody to win. So when I talk to people, mm-hmm. I don't like uh I don't I'm not gonna ask you questions unless it's something that I feel it's gonna encourage you or do mm-hmm. something a little better. You know what I'm saying? Right. To me, I'm not gonna be like, oh, so you got kicked out of here. You know, like I'm not gonna do that, you know. Exactly. And I think a lot of people do that, Ryan, huh? Yeah, yeah, they, they do they do, and then you burn the bridge and and with this industry, one thing I've learned it's it's very small, uh, especially down here in Miami. So if you burn one bridge, it's it's tough to get back over. It's tough to reconcile because um a lot of people aren't as forgiving as you would think they would be. Um and that's why, you know, I not that I tread lightly or anything, but I just try to respect everybody. I just try to yeah. show love to everybody and keep it at that. So let's let's just do the whole fighting. How did you get access to the fight? What uh-huh. was your mindset going into? Take me step by step that when you when you go, okay, Mayweather, Logan Paul, talk to me your whole trajectory, and we're going to end the day that you highlighted there at the end that you crushed it. But talk to me the beginning. Take to me through the steps. Uh, just just like any other sports event, you have to apply for media credentials. And a, and a good friend of mine, his name's Fago Franklin. He uh, He's a reporter based out of Seattle. And... Um, I told him like I was applying for the credentials already, but he said, you know what? I can't make it here. Just take mine and I'll let um, Floyd's uh, meet, uh, PR people know. So that's how I got the the credentials. And I think the first day was the 
think it was the the Versace mansion. I could be wrong. Um, that was their their media day, their media availability, which was very rare to have it at the Versace mansion. But when it's Floyd Mayweather, that's that's how it happens. And um, and that there was a ton of media there. There was the way that they did their their red carpet is um they went with national media first so it was like abc nbc then they moved down to the smaller guys and then after that they did um international interviews um like in a, in a private room uh but that 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 was pretty cool because a lot of media avail media days like that they don't feed the press but man like floyd had like lamb chop out there and and like gourmet food for the media which was uh pretty cool to see and um i believe the next day was the press conference for the undercard so that was ocho cinco's fight badu's fight and everybody else and that day was pretty unique uh, it was a lot less calm because obviously the headliners weren't there right um and by then uh a buddy of mine his name is shot by retro six he he i knew he was coming to the press conference and he's like man whenever you you interview uh logan or jake or anybody i'm gonna try and get a picture so i made sure i smiled real big and logan uh, I guess he saw it or his manager saw it and he reposted it on his Instagram and, and mine from there. It went absolutely um, insane. So the next day when I showed up at the press conference, like all of both of their teams, like they approached me and they were just showing me love and Mayweather's people and his people. So it, it was cool. And then um, I had the moment with Ocho Cinco at the press conference where and that was another thing where I was like, man, should I ask this McDonald's question? I asked like my friends that were there with me. I'm like, ah, that might be a stupid one. But, well, you know, I'm going to do it because I know because being a football fan, I know Ocho Cinco loves McDonald's and that's that's part of his diet. So I asked that. And um, sports I thought Center it was genius. Huh? I, thought it was <laughs> I thought everything that I saw you do, uh -huh. I thought it was genius because I even thought. I even saw with the Jake thing, you yeah. waited because I don't think you asked him anything when they were originally after they did the the square off right outside the ring. Like Jake was around a hundred microphones. You yeah. didn't. I don't think that you didn't ask a question there, right? Did you? No, I, I waited for them to to finish. You waited for to the alley. They went like to the yeah. alley and they did yeah. little, like alley. They did a square off. And I think you were right there when he was walking from that square up in the alley, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they did that. And and I know, like, cause, you know, ESPN was there. A ton of people were in his face. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to let them do them. It's another thing, too, like, when we're out there as, as far as media, I definitely try my best to respect the other media. I know, like, you know, the guys at ESPN, they're on deadline. So they're like, they need to get these quotes and they need to get that. So I make sure, hey, I'm going to get out the way. And, you know, they look out for me, too. They'll be like, hey, come come, get, come get this or, or whatever it may be. So I let them do them. I moved out of the way. I moved from the front to the back to just, you know, to show them love and, and let them do what they got to do. But yeah, That is awesome, bro. That's such, yeah, it was, such it was, good. It was uh, back there. It's easier, too. So good awareness. Yeah, so good awareness on your part. When you do your research, what research do uh -huh. you do? Uh, first, I first always check their social media because that's what you'll get the latest updates from there. Um, as far as whatever they're more and more than, more than likely, if it's somebody of that caliber, they have a PR person posting for them. So it won't be super personal, but I always check social media. And then second, I go on YouTube and I look at their prior interviews or prior just content that they may have on their YouTube channel, uh, just to see what, what they've done. You know, just to maybe catch a glimpse of something that they're interested in that they may not even talk about, like Logan. And I and I wasn't surprised when he came out with the Charizard chain because if you look through his uh, his social media, 
he had Pokemon cards all over it as a reseller. Maybe not as far as like I love playing Pokemon on Game Boy, but he resells the cards because they're worth a lot of money. So when I saw it, I wasn't like surprised because I already did my homework and I looked at it. But social media, uh, YouTube for prior stuff like that. Uh, I'll Google them just to see, you know, look at their Wikipedia page, look at some articles that have been written on them uh, recently. And that's what I pretty much do. Did you see what Logan did yeah. with the reselling of the cards? Uh, which one? I said that every time a Paul brother wins, the internet wins. Mm -hmm. And every time the internet wins, yeah. the people win. Because, dude, it's like they're literally setting up success for future generations and future generations of people. Because to do what these guys are doing out of Ohio, it's just crazy, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it it is, and and I actually saw a lot of YouTubers at the fight, a lot, and and I was like wondering, like, who are these guys? Like, because you know, usually the the football players, the rappers, they got huge entourages, and they're just walking through the halls. Like, like I think I, Michael Vick had like ten people with him. Um, Sway Lee had like five people with him, and all these girls. And I'm like, okay, I know who those who those people are. And then there's YouTubers, and they're carrying their cameras with them. And I'm like. Who, who is that? And then somebody be like, oh, that's such and such who has a million followers or viewers on YouTube. Like, wow, this the game has changed <laughs> as far as content. And they, so, and they support each other, man. That's yeah. where I notice that in the athlete world, sometimes it isn't like that. Right. You know, but these guys, just like the comedians, bro, I was to, I had uh, Andrew Schultz. I had okay. him on the show and I'm telling him, Man, you guys support each other. Like you go on each other's podcast, you yeah. talk, you you do, you let each other up on stage. And I don't notice that too much from the from the media world, like the interview world, whatever, because right. it's it's a lot of what you did, bro. You teamed up with the ESPN guys, they had your back, and because yeah. you weren't an idiot, they hooked you up <laughs> like look, bro, you take your time and I'll take my time. Yeah. And I think that's really important, bro. Yeah, you're 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 exactly right. Especially uh, here in South Florida, sometimes the spirit of competition becomes something, and then like it's just like, man, we don't have to compete. If if, if anything, if we work together, um, and I, I share your content, you share mine. You know, leaving likes, comments, stuff like that, it, it all helps everybody in the in the end scheme of things. And that's why I personally do it. Like, I want to see everybody win. It doesn't it doesn't like dull my shine, as people say, to see other people be successful. So. I'm all for it. Dude, I totally agree, man. Yeah. What what is your goal with this? Uh my goal with this is to have a, a secured sponsor from here on out. Because I, I've done things with, with brands and it'll be like a one-off deal where you just post or do a video or something like that, but a full sponsorship of the show that I'm trying to do. And then um, just to to gain access to, to more people to, to interview and, and and things like that, just to continue to watch it grow. This weekend was was really big for, for myself huge. because yeah. during COVID, it was like, you know, a lot of stuff slowed down. A lot of people were were kind of scared to, to get in front of a camera and, and things like that, which comes back to like, you know, networking and and DMing people and going back to that that grind because I like to pop up on people. I'll go to an event. Hey, my name is such and such and introduce myself because, like I said, I feel like I, I missed some time uh, with that. So uh, just watching the, the brand grow um, and, and hopefully gaining like a, a really solid sponsor that'll, hey, for, you know, for eight episodes, you know, we'll put our name on it and, and support you. Ryan, what type of show are you trying to do that you said you're trying to do a show? 
uh, entertainment. So it's it's a mixture between um, athletes and and musical artists and and YouTubers. Now at this point, you know, I'm pretty much open to any type of guest. You know, that is awesome, man. Yeah. What's your favorite type of music? My favorite type of music, uh, hip hop. So Who's your number one hip hop person? Uh, definitely Kendrick. Kendrick is number one. Yeah, favorite Kendrick song. Favorite Kendrick song, uh, off of the "To Pimp a Butterfly" album. Uh, the, if these walls can talk, that's one of my these favorites. Walls yeah. Can talk, huh? Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. When the experience of this weekend happened, Monday, that the fight's over, that you're sitting there. Right. What did you learn the most that you didn't know? Oh, that's a good question. What did I learn the most? Um, what did I learn the most? That I shouldn't be scared to take risk, Or because, you know, a lot of the other, I don't want to say a lot of the other journalists, but a lot of other people that were probably in my position won't, you know, I don't want to go talk to Blueface or something like that. I, I don't I don't need to talk to this person. I'm like, man, let's go introduce yourself. Like, get out of your comfort zone and 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 and, and make that connection and, and talk to people. So it, it almost solidified, like, man, like, keep networking. And that's something that I, that, that I really learned. Like, it doesn't hurt at all just to introduce yourself. The worst thing that they could say is, you know, leave me alone. And that's not going to hurt my you're, you're absolutely right. And then and you have a good official look to yourself. You have your hoodie with your logo on yeah. it and stuff. When... So when Jake Paul fought Dib last year, uh-huh. I went to the event. I'm, I come from the baseball world. I'm right, the biggest right. failure in the history of Miami baseball by far. And what makes you say that? I, I want to hear this story, dude. Because my dad obsessively lived his life, and he hijacked my whole childhood and my whole life for baseball. And the problem was that he beat the shit out of me every single time that I did wrong, closed fist in front of everybody, in front of my mom, and nobody did a single thing. And it's crazy. Yeah, man, it's crazy because (laughs) the dude prepared me for everything in life except to deal with him. Mm. And it's weird because if it wasn't for that horribleness that I grew up, with i wouldn't right. be winning right now in life mm, it's kind of like right. I, i'm i'm adversity tested like you have no idea i see yeah i see no nothing that's impossible in this world right because right. he created that but at the same time i didn't get as far as i could have gotten in the sport because right. i de- i developed identity issues because i didn't have an identity i was a clone right. of him right right you know what i'm saying like mm. you're in the interview there with your earrings and you're being you and yeah, my dad growing up, no hearings, no this, no like I had like uh, a crew cut. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. So nothing's fun. Right. Part of the football, bro. We're playing football, but we're messing around in the bus. You yeah, got the yeah. tape, you got the yeah. shoes. Bro, my dad no swag. Just oh, school. Oh, right okay, now, okay. And when I got to high school, I revolted that and it was a disaster, but Right, right. I go, you know what I'm going to do, Brian? I go, I got to get out of, I've always wanted to get out of the baseball world because mm-hmm. the baseball world is very interesting, man. And it's not my passion. My passion is mm-hmm. talking to people okay. and, and figuring it out and helping and helping. And, man, 
Ryan popped this weekend. I wonder what he's thinking about next. I wonder what if he does this? What if he does that? You know, right. like that's that's what I'm about. And I go to the fight, and right, and I go. I figured out as long as I have a camera on me, mm-hmm. I'm ESPN, bro. Yeah. So if I yeah. come up to you, I go, hey, Ryan, what's up, bro? Really quick for the YouTube. And yeah. if you tell me anything that you're busy, all right, bro, I'm not gonna bother you. But all if right. you say go, bro, I'm gonna <laughs> hit the camera right there, and you're about to get the best interview of your life. Yeah. And that's it. I'm walking around. And I see, here's a funny story. I see Logan. I go, oh, I'm going to get Logan. Never met him before. Nothing. <laughs> right. And he was talking to a kid. And the kid who he was talking to before him, okay, is a kid. Now everybody knows who he is. But nobody knew who he was back then. A kid by the name of Eric Decker, who goes by Eric now. Uh, okay. Okay. Eric Decker, good looking kid, white boy, about uh-huh. 6'3", ex-swimmer. He's as I'm standing there, and I'm recording him doing because I'm about to talk to Logan. He's pitching to Logan on why he should be on his team. Oh, wow. So he's saying, man, I snuck into the zone. I'm not even supposed to because that's how he got the interview with Logan. Yeah, yeah. He put his cameraman to wear like a – they made like fake the zone shirts. He was uh-huh. in a suit. Like he <laughs> oh, played wow. Out. And I'm listening to this guy. This kid has talent. This mm-hmm. kid has talent. This kid has talent. But I saw a couple of things he could have done better. Like when Logan goes, okay, let me see your your information. He wasn't ready with it. Like he made Logan search for it. You know, dumb. Yeah, little stuff. You there? No, uh, you started to freeze again. Yeah, yeah, you there? Okay, there we go. Yeah, yeah, now, now, now yeah, I hear you. Little, little dumb things that you don't want to do as a dude. When you get your moment, you can't be there having the guy look for your information. Yeah, yeah. You got to have that going out. Have it ready, yeah. Long story short, so when that guy's done, I grab Logan real quick, and Logan's like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. bro, and I went off. Yeah. And it crushed it, crushed, crushed it. That's good. The kid, the kid who went before there mm-hmm. is a kid. Now it goes by Iraq, right? Yeah. I called him and I met with him. I go, listen, bro, you're gonna be a monster, man. I see talent. Mm-hmm. I would do this, 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 and that. You're gonna come on my show a month from now, and we're gonna talk how you blew up, whatever. I hadn't seen his videos yet. Yeah. Bro, he, he's at a million one now. Wow. That's crazy. Okay? He is wow, he's a beast with editing, he's a uh-huh. beast with movies. Like so, and he did a series where he bought Logan Paul's couch, his forty thousand dollar couch. Uh huh. You wow. gotta see him; he's a monster. Okay, but yeah, yeah. One of the reasons why I wanted to have you on is I mm-hmm. see the same similarities in you. Right. And I see I'm like, ooh, this guy can win. This uh-huh. guy can win, and I'm here to encourage that move of. Attack more, get right. rejected more, because <laughs> you have yeah. such good intentions that the only way you're gonna lose is if you take yourself out of the game. Mm. Oh, I appreciate that. That's I I, I needed that encouragement. I, I really do appreciate that. I and really it helps, really listen. It helps. Yeah. Not 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 too many people have Logan Paul on an IG story. 
That's yeah. huge, bro. Yeah. So that's a sign right there. Now the next move has to be, in my opinion, Ryan, you got to find – you go to Wimbledon, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You right. go to – um, what's his name? Timberland versus uh, Swiss Beach. Like, yeah, you yeah. literally can go anywhere, bro. Right. Right. That, that's, that's the goal. That's what I want to do. Yeah. I, I agree. It. I love it, bro. I love it, dude. I agree, man. Listen, man, I'm a I'm a big fan. I think you're gonna do tremendous. I think this weekend was just a little glimpse of right. what you're gonna be able to do in the future and what you can do with your career, brother. Any questions for me, man? Anything I can help you with? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um uh first again, thank you. Thank you for those words, thank you for the encouragement. Uh, and I know you said baseball isn't your passion, so you don't watch baseball anymore. Like at all, it's it's like something you don't even touch. Cause I saw so I have a deal. So I have a I I became the first influencer to sign with Rawling. Oh, that's big. Nice. Okay. I have like my own glove. I cover now the covering now the all-star game coming up now. Ooh, that's nice. I know that's gonna be fun. That's in uh Denver, right? Oh, I got that was I was in Denver, but we do the Gold Glove Awards. Okay. And and Ryan, I convinced them. I go, listen, let me go cover the Gold Glove Awards. Because I'm bilingual. I'm Cuban. So I speak yeah. Spanish. A lot right. of the players are Spanish. All yeah. these athletes are tired of the same question. The yeah. same thing. So yeah. baseball, ironically, keeps calling me back. <laughs> I live off of baseball, but it's yeah. not like I'm a baseball fan. And I'm like the kid whisperer, uh -huh. where I'm very good at helping kids and parents through sports. That's right. why I went through the abuse that I went through, because all I do, I get about a thousand DMs a week of wow. parents reaching out to me all over the country. That's awesome. Of, of how to help them mm -hmm. with their kids that they're struggling with. Right. That's good. That's good. And hey. I see so many things for you, man. Yeah, man, that that's that's the goal. Dude, I love it. I'm yeah. gonna let me get I'm gonna end this right here. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic Podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not gonna finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait. Is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher.